Hello and welcome to Sapphic World, the podcast. This is episode 26. The week is May 4 through May 10 and I am your host, Dee Perkins. This episode is sponsored by Dyke, a gender fluid fashion forward clothing accessory and lifestyle brand. Visit them at dressdyke.com. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at dressdyke. And members of sapphic.world get discounts on all dressdyke.com purchases. You can become a member of Sapphic World at sapphic.world. That's the web address, sapphic.world. It's free to join. Thank you, Dyke. And remember, you don't have to be a Dyke to dress Dyke. Visit dressdyke.com today. Yo, I'm back. Did you miss me? Good. I missed you too. Look, I won't waste any more time. This week, I'm jumping right into my usual raw rundown of current events. And then professional boxer Jessica the Cobra Camara will join me uh, to talk about her upcoming bout on May 14th against women's boxing star Heather the Heat Hardy. What I really love about this interview and uh, just Jessica's story overall is that Jessica's wife, is also a professional boxer and they met during a face-off yes they are former opponents now that's what i call love at first fight (laughs) stay tuned to hear that story and more on my candid conversation with jessica the cobra camara So speaking of love, uh, the home of the first same-sex couple to legally marry in California, uh, Phyllis Lyon and Del Martin, will become a, a historical landmark in San Francisco. And uh, I think that's pretty cool that the San Francisco Board of Supervisors ruled on that this week. Um, more love. So check this out. So, okay, um, this is in Kings Mill. Ohio. Apparently, some parents are upset that two lesbian teenagers were crowned prom king and queen. Now, according to the Hill.com, when Annie Weiss and Riley Louder Milk were uh, elected prom king and queen on April 17th, the, the couple received a wave of support from their friends, the school district, and even around the country. And they say it's a moment they'll never forget. However, the celebration was not mutual for everyone as some parents voiced uh, their outrage both online and in a school meeting um, that NBC News reported on. So apparently, you know, they answered to compete for prom king and queen knowing, you know, that their friends would have voted for them, but they were completely caught off guard, they say, when they actually won. Loudermilk um, is quoted as saying, Usually prom king and queen is like a popularity contest and neither of us are really on that popularity spectrum, end quote. Um, they, the two definitely made history, though, in their small town, uh, uh, Kings Mill, uh, Ohio, um, as the first queer couple to 
be elected as prom king and queen uh, in the school district. And, um, you know, while Loudermilk, you know, said she was expecting some negative comments, you know, she and Wise, uh, the girlfriend, they say they were completely surprised by how far like some adults went. Um, Wise said, uh, quote, I just think it's weird that somebody who's old enough to be my mom is so worried about my genitalia and what's in my pants, end quote. Uh, the King's local school district congratulated the couple on its Facebook page and posted their photo, which was shared more than 400 times and received 2,000 mostly positive comments. Uh, overall, the couple says that, you know, the experience was amazing and they hope that their win helps other LGBTQ plus uh, teens. Uh, Louder Milk says uh, to, she told NBC, I do hope it kind of... Uh, just helps people realize that it's okay to come out and it's also okay to come out at your own pace in your own way you will get hate from it but there's also really big chance that you're going to uh, get so much love and support like we did end quote uh yeah congratulations to them you know that's cute um you know they they weren't trying to claim a different sex which is not saying that that's a problem if they were um you know they're they're too females who identify as women and are a lesbian couple and there is no category for them to apply for in the in the contest of you know the prom designations or whatever and so they put in for prom king and queen um i.e prom best prom couple you know what i mean like that's really what that breaks down to uh so yeah big up to them um moving on so in germany as as well as you know, many places all around the world, only the biological mother is legally recognized as a parent and the female partner must go through a formal adoption process to become the child's second parent, even if they're married. And this process can take years, like literally years. However, lucky for lesbians everywhere, married lesbian couple Inga and Jenny uh, of Germany are among more than a dozen lesbian couples who have gone to court since August last August, right, uh, 2020, seeking to reform Germany's civil code, which does not recognize lesbian parents, forcing the second woman to apply to adopt her own child. Inga says, they asked me for a medical certificate, an HIV test, my criminal records, a self-written report of my life, and photos of me with the child among other things. And she went on to say there is no information available about how these things are assessed. Like, how healthy do I have to be in order to be allowed to be a parent? How much do I have to smile in the pictures? Or how much money should I earn? End quote. That's true. Like, and that's that's much. Like, a self-written report of my life and photos? Like, this is my kid. Like, you okay i'm gonna breathe um this this story is um i'm I'm. this is reported um from um from reuters so these she's uh speaking with them and um they reported that cases are currently being heard in family courts throughout germany with two cases heading um for their federal constitutional court uh where a ruling in favor of the women could force uh the government to change the law and I am definitely praying that they do. Oh, my God. Okay, so this story here, this is 
this is really um this is this is just sad like I don't know this is sad and I hope I don't know can like draw some more attention to this and um anyway um getting ahead of myself so so the the backstory the story of this really is basically that um Michaela Miller a black queer athlete living in a predominantly white neighborhood uh, who was 16 years old, a sophomore at Hoppington High School in Hoppington, uh, Massachusetts, um, was found dead, found hanging dead uh, from a tree. Just prior, just hours prior to her death on the night of April 17th, um, or I guess maybe the morning of April 18th, not 100% sure, a group of either four or five uh teenagers came to confront her uh at her apartment building leading to what was described as a physical altercation between Michaela Miller and two of the other teenagers that came to confront her uh Michaela's mother Calvina Strothers uh believes that they came to jump Miller it was there was a boy and a girl who attacked Michaela um while one of the girls remained in the car and uh, two others were like nearby, you know, I guess watching or on standby. Um, and so, um, basically, so her mother is saying, uh, Michaela's mother is indicated that, you know, uh, Michaela had a romantic relationship with one of these girls. So I'm not sure what the conference, you know, the, the confrontation was about or the altercation or if it had anything to do with that. But, um, yeah, so apparently like her ex and, a group of her friends and some guy. I don't know if he's like a, a boyfriend or, or just a friend. And none of this is like specific. It's just a group of teenagers, right? Uh, a guy and like four or five other uh, girls with him, young ladies. So anyway, so um, when they confronted her, basically they, they they got in a little scrap and. You know, Michaela Miller was left with a bloody lip and some bruises on her face. Um, And so her mother called the police. But, you know, the assailants had left afterwards. The alleged assailants, they left. And the police said they would investigate, right? So, you know, they went went home and, and, you know, probably cleaned up and probably were shaken up a little bit, locked the doors and tried to figure out what was going on and whatever the case may be. Anyway, so later that night, um, you know, everybody goes to bed and while... Uh, Michaela Miller's mother was asleep she left home and her phone showed that she walked close to about a mile of a distance which is about how far she was um, from home at the time of her death uh, they say reports say, like say it's not clear what happened to her and um, a jogger found her body at like 745 in the morning like the next the next morning and um, when they contacted the mother right they they told her that the the police said that it was a a clear suicide and um you know now though that was then now they're they're denying that they jumped to that conclusion you know prematurely and um of course you know the mother's saying it's not a suicide the daughter was not suicidal and you know she's pointing to the incident that just occurred like literally right before uh they found her daughter um and even since like since this case has been getting gaining traction in the media, many have been like pushing publicly for answers. And among them are some pretty big name politicians like Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, of Massachusetts, Rep- um, 
Rep. Uh, Ayanna Presley, also of Massachusetts, and former Boston City Council member Tito Jackson, um, who have all criticized the handling of the investigation. Many advocates expressed that Hoppington Police um, and Middlesex County District Attorney um, are incapable of objectively investigating this case for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, this happened in April, but um, Calvina Struthers, the mother of Michaela Miller, um, recently broke her silence last week uh, for the first time on Facebook on the 4th of May. Um, and then a few days later, a couple of days later, on a, uh, during a protest on, on May 6th, and um, the mother says, quote, the police only questioned one girl and no one else. Later that night, Michaela was lured outside by one of them. Despite requests from my attorney and the Boston Globe, the police are not releasing any information at all, but are trying to rule this as a suicide. My daughter was not suicidal. I need your help in bringing attention to this situation so that this will not be swept under the rug. Justice for Michaela Miller. End quote. Uh, that that was um from a post that the um Michaela Miller's mother uh, wrote on Facebook, and so you know there there was an autopsy done, but the results are still pending, and quote no final conclusions have been reached, end quote. Um, you know, you know, like I said, the mom, you know, she's she's refuting certain information that's been released um, by the district attorney's office, and. Um, and steps to prove that, you know, they're just not approaching the, the situation of this case the way they should, right? So, um, like, the district attorney's office is, is saying that, you know, she allegedly traveled a distance of 1,316 steps after 9 p.m. on April 17th. And, um, you know, Shutter said that her daughter's phone was not an active cell phone and so that it didn't have like cellular data meaning that the only way it could work was if she was connected to the wi-fi right so once she left home she no longer had wi-fi after so long about maybe a mile or so and um then her steps you know they can't be counted after that which the mom confirmed with apple that yes that is in fact how that works so um you know there's a lot of you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying they're botching the case, but I don't know why they just want to quick to jump to throw this as a, a suicide. Um, this is a young black uh, queer uh, woman. And so, you know, hopefully that doesn't have much to do with it, you know, but um, it definitely does seem like an investigation is needed. And I'm not very familiar with Hoppington. I could look up like the demographics of it, but I didn't and I'm probably not. But just the fact that the um like lgbtqnation.com like when they report on it, they mention how you know like she's in a predominantly white neighborhood. So I'm I'm trying to picture like were the alleged assailants like white and you know this victim is black. You know, and it's like we hate to put it to race, but, you know, it's just it's kind of like true. Like if it were the other way around, there may be a little more being done. Maybe, you know, especially if you're like, oh, a mob of black kids just came and jumped my daughter. And then a few hours later, I would find her dead hanging in a tree because that's how Michaela Miller was uh, found. You know, I just keep saying they found her body because I just didn't want to get too graphic. But she was hanging from a tree by a belt. 
like poor baby you know and i mean i can't say she didn't kill herself but i i do think this warrants a little more investigation than just quick to rule as a, as a, a suicide because it just doesn't you know it doesn't pass the smell test so um, you can check out our, our website, sapphic.world, get some more information on this case and how you can get involved if that's something you want to do um, or just provide some words of support for the family or even just to learn more um, uh, about this just to help bring more attention and, and light to the situation. Uh, my heart goes out to uh, Calvina Struthers uh, for losing her daughter. Um, I hope uh, Michaela Miller's soul is resting in peace and that... Um, we can get to the bottom of this sooner than later. And um, politics. So just a few mention-worthy uh, political actions uh, that occurred over this last week. So um, the Equal Rights Amendment in Nevada... Right. So I know there's been a lot of talk about like, the Equality Act and all this stuff for, like at the federal level. But the Equal Rights Amendment, a subject of legislative battles in Nevada since the 1970s, yo, 1970, will appear on the 2022 general election ballot after a passionate push in two sessions of the Nevada legislature by state Senator Pat Spearman, uh, Democrat of North Las Vegas. Um, Spearman is the first open lesbian member of the Nevada legislator and um, has long been a crusader for the uh, Equal Rights Amendment, which would prohibit discrimination based on gender, race, creed, sexual orientation, gender identity, age, disability, ancestry, or national origin. Uh, If approved by voters next year, those points would be ingrained into the, the Nevada Constitution, which would be a huge victory for women and the LGBTQ community uh, in particular. End quote. Look, I don't understand. Since the 1970s, yo, like, I don't... Maybe because there's, like, things like sexual orientation or gender identity. Or I don't know if those terms have always been in there since the 70s. Because, like, gender identity, I feel like, is, like, a hot topic. Even though the... the the issue or the topic or the people who identify like that isn't new by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the conversation of it kind of is on this level, at least. And so I don't know if gender identity was always in there, but how, how does it take from the 1970s to like not get something passed? Like you can't discriminate somebody on gender, race, creed, it, like age, disability, ancestry. You know what I mean? Like, since the 1970s, like in 51 years, y'all could like, whatever. Okay. Nevada. Anyway, get it together. 2022. I hope y'all vote for that. Um, anyway, congratulations. And thank you to Senator Pat Spearman. The lesbos always get it done. Okay. Uh, anyway, so moving on to more lesbian boss moves. Uh, we're heading over to Peru right now. So, uh, Reuters, uh, com reports that the first lesbian elected to Peru's Congress has pledged to put up a strong battle for LGBTQ plus rights in the Andean nation as two social conservatives go head to head for a presidential runoff vote in June. Yikes. Well, so there, there are two presidential like candidates are both conservative. So it's like kind of damned if you damned if you don't. Anyway, uh, Suzel Paredes, um, who will become the country's only 
not first, but only, well, first and only, uh, openly LGBTQ plus lawmaker uh, was elected on Sunday, um, previous Sunday, uh, following two previous unsuccessful congressional runs, uh, achieving the most votes of any female candidate. Congratulations to her. Um, She says, you know, we're in the middle of a crossfire between right wing and left wing fundamentalists. But we're going to fight a very strong battle. Strategic litigation will be crucial. End quote. Um, Paredes, uh, she's 57. She's a lawyer and she specializes in women's and LGBTQ plus rights. And um, she belongs to the centrist Morado party. Not familiar with that. Uh, actually, might want to look that in. I, I may want to look that up just because um, it sounds interesting. And I'm always interested in party, you know, systems in other parts of the world um anyway so um in peru same-sex couples are not allowed to marry and in contrast to other nations like in south america including argentina uh uruguay brazil and colombia uh, which have legalized gay marriage in recent years so you know peru has some catching up to do and hopefully she can be instrumental in that speeding up um but also in peru you know, currently transgender people cannot change their legal gender and there are no restrictions on so-called LGBTQ plus conversion therapies, uh, which aim to alter a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, I think the transgender legal gender change thing will, I mean, we're having those issues here in the States. So I, I, I like, I think that's going to be a, a hot topic from now and going forward for years to come. Um, but in terms of, like, the conversion therapy, like, you've got to do away with that everywhere. Everywhere. Um, anyway, but, so, um, Paredes says, uh, besides, you know, tackling those issues, that the country um, should have a quota system to guarantee jobs for trans people. And she called for tougher penalties for hate crimes related to sexual orientation and gender identity. So, congratulations, uh, Suzelle. Paradis, we thank you for your service and we wish you well in your upcoming uh, political battles and we hope that you can evoke necessary change down in Peru. Okay, so last story, real quick before we move on. Um, So the Biden administration has reversed a Trump-era policy that allowed healthcare providers to discriminate against LGBTQ people if... They claim the religious exemption. The move will reinstate Obamacare guidance and expand to uh, include the recent Supreme Court ruling that uh, sex discrimination includes sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, the Supreme Court ruling being referred to is uh, Bostock versus Clayton County, uh, which was ruled upon last year. Um, and uh, basically it said that, you know, the ban on discrimination because of sex in Title um, Seven in the Civil Rights Act of 1964 includes anti-LGBTQ discrimination when it comes to employment. The landmark victory was affected, um, uh, has affected, excuse me, how a broad array of anti-discrimination protections apply to LGBTQ people. Um, so that that's that's great news, and I know people are going to be up in arms, like saying, "Hey, if I can't." 
I, you're taking you're encroaching on my rights by saying I can't claim a religious exemption. And I'm like, listen, yo, if you were really religious, like and in tune with God, you'd be like, I can't discriminate against anybody. If I'm truly in line with any religion, what I can do is leave that up to God. Um, so I'm glad that he took that away because that's BS. I'd be like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to invoke my religious freedom to say that God says everyone should be loved and therefore you must serve me. Like, you know, but then there's like the, I don't know. I don't want to go to any healthcare provider that, um, isn't trying to heal me. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know, but I, but on the book. So it does, I guess, probably have to be a law. All right, so lightening uh, things up a little bit. Um, for all you gamers out there, it has been confirmed that Valkyrie, the new uh, legend in Apex Legends Legacy, is a lesbian. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Have, do you all watch this? So the, the wacky workplace um, comedy Mythic Quest is back for season two. Um, it it uh, airs on Apple TV. Um, the LGBTQ-friendly series takes you behind the scenes of fictional, uber-popular video game Raven's Banquet. It's supposed to be a lot of uh, sweet lesbian love story in there. Um, I I don't I haven't seen that. I'm not familiar with it. But um, if you watch it or you are familiar, uh, I would love to hear some feedback if you have any. Uh, moving on. So out actor Samira Wiley and her wife, screenwriter Lauren Morelli, um, who are both known for, you know, their work on the hit Netflix series, Orange is the New Black, announced the birth of their new baby on Instagram on Mother's Day. Isn't that cute? Um, the two introduced the world to their child, George Elizabeth, who was born on April 11th, 2021. Um, the Instagram post says, quote, four weeks ago today, our daughter came into the world and changed everything. We are so happy, so grateful, and so tired. George Elizabeth, four eleven twenty one, heart, end quote. That's cute. Speaking of Mother's Day, uh, apparently Fox and Friends hosts uh, spent Sunday morning celebrating Mother's Day by worrying that Democrats want to rename it birthing people's day see this is why i don't watch fox fox and friends fox news whatever okay anyway so uh, like the term birthing person normally refers to like a transgender man or a non-binary person right but here's a fox and friends host quote if you're a lefty it might be happy birthing people's day seriously this is democrats end quote i like what Anyway, moving on. So season 10 of uh, American Horror Story will feature some very strong female energy. According to uh, Ross, uh, Angelica Ross, um, star of the show, uh, she said it's not full on lesbian slash bi, but there's some very strong female energy in this. We'll be the judge of that. I don't know. Like, She's not a lesbian, you know, in general. So I'm not, you know, she's just going to be playing one on TV. But... 
not full-on lesbian slash bi. I don't know what that means. Like, very strong female energy. Like, is this their way of trying to get us to watch it? Like, do you all watch this uh, American Horror Story? They're now in season 10. Uh, if you do, let me know what you think. And does this now, like, like some sort of teaser to make you want to watch it? Or if you have been watching it, does it not like, get you excited? Because I'm just like, what is, what is like, very strong female? Like, just, can it just be very strong female energy? Why do you even have to, like, equate it to, like, being lesbian or bi? Like, it's not full-on bi. It's not full-on lesbian. But... There's some very strong female energy. The fuck out of here. Just be strong female energy. And if it's some gay shit, be gay. Anyway. Um, oh my goodness. I almost did. I was trying to go through this whole episode with no cuss words. But I just did one. Whatever. I'll put a dollar in my own swear jar. So, um, it looks like Pride will be canceled again for a lot of places and if it's looking like pride will be canceled again in your city south florida has your back uh the miami lauderdale area is having a slew of pride events and um it's next month so so you know if you're going get going on the planning right so you can check our website sapphic.world for you know some event specifics and 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 other details for your uh, pride planning uh for this year um let's see yeah covid yeah covid has really been putting a damper on a lot of things um and one of the things that has really been killing off or threatened to kill off were like the last of the 15 lesbian bars left in the u.s right but new york city's henrietta hudson's is not only still here but after a 15-month closure it's coming back bigger and better after a sh- after being shut down since march 2020 uh henrietta's um will open with an outdoor parklet uh followed by a completely redone interior and um the owner lisa uh canestrasi says we used to be known as the madonna of lesbian bars because we were constantly reinventing ourselves now we're share the lesbian bar that wouldn't die end quote <laughs> and we're glad it didn't and without further ado jessica the cobra camara hello hey you made it hey i am here (laughs) how's it going oh not too bad how are you i'm good thanks thank you for having me Oh, thank you for coming on. I'm I'm glad we were able to uh, connect before your fight. I was like, it's getting close. Let me reach out again. Yeah, it's, schedule's pretty crazy, but I was able to fit you in. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. So, I, I mean, you've I've seen you've been doing like you know some some press and talking a lot about the fight. So I'm gonna try not to uh, bore you with more fight talk. But I was looking at the calendar. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's eight days out. You know, like so. I, I mean, how how are you feeling and like, do you feel ready? You know, I mean, this is a this is a big fight. I honestly feel uh, the most prepared that I have for any of my fights. The fight actually got postponed. And um, I was actually originally supposed to fight another opponent back in March. And I, I basically canceled that fight to take on this fight because the days were a little bit too close. And so I've been in training camp pretty much since uh, the end of February. Uh-oh. well that's good so I've had a long training camp and um, I've had a 
good preparation and I feel like I'm just ready to kick some ass. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> we're ready to watch. What um like you said it was postponed. So I, originally where was it going to be cuz I see now it's in Tennessee, but I know it was uh Yeah, well they actually it was supposed to be April 23rd um in Tampa Bay. Oh right, Tampa. And then they moved it to Mississippi and now it's um May 14th in um in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh so how how is that like sad for you like when the when the location changes or do you like you don't really care? Uh for me that doesn't really make much of a difference. I mean I I love Florida so I would have liked for it to be in Florida, but I mean I'm going there to fight so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right, right. It's like there's no like sightseeing vacation. Exactly. Vacation, so yeah. I hear you. I'm like yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter where I'm like we can be like in the middle of nowhere. Like exactly. ring up. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm just coming to fight. It's all about business. Exactly, exactly. So what what like do you have like pre fight pre fight rituals or anything? Like what's the last week going into a fight like for you? Uh honestly I don't. I I'm I like to keep to myself a lot. Um mm-hmm. I like to go out and walk. I like to go out in the nature. I find that's very like uh, distressing for me. Um listen to music watch movies motivational movies to be specific mm-hmm. and yeah i'm just i'm really in my mind i like zone in and i'm just focused on the fight i actually get really anxious sometimes and i i just want to fight because it's like that waiting game you know it's, it's coming up yeah. and you'd, um i've actually tried to to really just enjoy the process and not think so much about the fight day coming up and and just enjoying the the process leading up to it just like even training camp like sometimes you're just so stressed and thinking about the fight day and you don't really get to be present and enjoy the the whole process in training camp because that in itself is a whole experience yeah, that that's that's true. And I mean, I don't I don't know about you, but a lot of times, you know, us boxers have a lot of things going on. You know, I mean, like we don't yeah, like make a living on boxing, so it's like you still have to like live life. I, you know, how is that with you just juggling life and then trying to train and and you know, just still be the best boxer you can be with still your <laughs> possibilities? Yeah, well, I work a for a uh, full-time job, so I work 40 hours. So I work from wow. from 8 in the morning till 4:30. So I basically wake up, I do my road work, I go to work, and then I go to the gym, and then I come home, and I do it all over again. Yeah, <laughs> and it's every day, right? Like that's, yeah, that's and it's life. it's been it's been long. Like I've been basically doing that for for over two months now. So I'm just ready to get in there and get it done. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet, I, I know the feeling. So um, yeah. You know, we'll we'll come back to the fight, but right now I want to jump into your love life because I think <laughs> this is so fascinating. Like your your wife is a boxer too, right? Like yeah, she is, and and a former opponent. Like did I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. So I'm like, I need this whole backstory. <laughs> you need like, to scoop on that. that. <laughs> yeah. Basically, she was my second my my for my second professional fight. She was my opponent. And um, basically, she was coming from Mexico. The fight was in um, is in Canada in Ontario, and we basically just we knew we, at the weigh in when we did like the face to face, we knew there was a connection, but it was all business at that at that point. But I remember going to my corner, 
my coaches and being like, yeah, she's into me. And then <laughs> even somebody on my team was trying to get with her. He's like, no, no, no. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get her number. I'm going to, I'm going to get in contact with her. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, she's into me. So <laughs> after the fight, he actually went and spoke to one of the other guys that she had come with. And the guy told her like, yeah, she's, she's not into your, your kind. She's in the girls. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, shit just goes right <laughs> so basically after that we got into con we got in touch um through facebook and yeah we were just talking back and forth and i was like hey why don't we go on a vacation together and we did that we went to cancun for a week and it was just we just hit it off and we did the whole long distance thing for for a bit like but, how long? Because that's a—I mean—that's a long distance. Can't yeah, um, it was honestly like more than six months. I'm gonna say like yeah, about nine months. Where where she was? She came. She came down for a vacation for like two weeks, and then I said, you know what? If you really want to see if this really works, you're gonna have to be here for a longer period of time just to see how you know how our relationship is with us living together. Because I mean, you don't really want to prolong a relationship. <laughs> yeah but if it with the long distance if um you don't know if it's gonna actually work so she basically was here for three months and it, everything was just perfect so i i proposed to her Aww. and um yeah basically she's here for good and now we're married and um and now she's living here with me it's kind of a crazy story when you look back to it but um yeah, funny thing is, she's actually fighting May 15th. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. But you have, like, a built-in training partner then. That's, like... Yeah. Like, that's yeah, there's pros dope. and cons about that, but... <laughs> you say what? There's pros and cons about that. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, um, but it does help to have you with somebody that understands everything about being a boxer. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um... Yeah, I was gonna, I was wondering who made the first move, but you say you did. So you 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 hit her up on on Facebook, or she reached out to you? Yeah, it was me. I made oh, it first. okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's what's up. Um, I, look, okay. So I'm bringing up old dirt. Like this, it's not your dirt, but it's just kind of you know, it's old news. Um, I don't know if you remember back when like Marlon Esparza was dating Nicola Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Nicola Adams, she went up a, a weight class, right, so that they would never fight each other. And so now I'm wondering, like, are you, do you all have, like, a pact kind of like that to where it's like, okay, we'll never, ever fight each other? Or do you, I mean, like, what's the, what, how does that even? Well, you know, it's funny because when we fought each other, we fought at 145 pounds. And Damn. now I'm fighting at 135 and she's fighting at 120. Oh. So we both, like, are in completely different weight categories. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you won't cross paths. Where's, where's she fighting on the 15th? She's fighting in Quebec City, just um, oh. just like two and a half hours away from uh, Montreal. So, are you gonna be able to make it back in time to see? Or no, then there's a whole pro a process here. You can only have um, like one person in the corner, and you gotta be in quarantine there. So, I won't oh. be able to just come and go and see the fight. They don't have an audience there. Yeah. So, I would be making it in time, but I won't. I wouldn't be able to even be around her, pretty much. So. Uh, I'll have to watch her on um, on video. 
I mean, you know, I guess it is what it is, it is. What it is right? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, COVID is nothing we can do about it. Um, how was how was that for you all? Like this, the the whole past year, like with COVID, were you were you living together during then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, how was that? Um, I just honestly just try to stay busy. Um, I don't. I think it's all about perspective. You know, there's always some other things going on in life and in the world and you know if you just think about the positive you're not really gonna you know let all that all the other bullshit bother you I mean, everything was closed so the gyms are closed so okay well, what else can we do okay we can work out outside <clears throat> um i stayed busy working um and apart from that i got to spend more time with my wife so that actually that actually helped me i learned a lot just to just to find balance in my life because before that I was working multiple jobs and um, it actually helped me to slow down and, and find balance in life. And now I feel like I'm living a more healthy lifestyle, (laughs) actually getting eight hours of sleep every day. Yeah. It does make you like reevaluate just everything in your life. You know what I mean? It's like you have nothing else, like no, no other time, but to like think and just, you know, see like what you're doing, where you're going. And, you know, that is, exactly. that, it was a good reflection moment. I mean, for me as well too. So, mm-hmm. you know, people, people who found, you know, the positive in that I think did well, otherwise else who just kind of dwelled on the fact that they couldn't do things and whatever, I think missed the opportunity to, to, to really kind of just like connect with self and, you know, but it's good to hear that you took advantage of that. Did, as far as your relationship, you know, you said you got to spend more time together, but did you also learn more things about each other, I guess, because life was slowed down and maybe you were spending more time and you know, for good or um, bad, like what, what are some things about each other that you're like, hmm, Yeah, like- well, you know, before I was always, because of fighting, I was always taking on like multiple jobs. So I was doing personal training. Uh, I was driving cars as a job. And then I, on the weekend, I was a nightclub doing security, but it was like an after hours, after hours job. So I would work nights and then go straight to a day job. So I'd be working sometimes like 20 hours straight and then get little sleep and then start the week with, with very little sleep and go back to my regular Monday job and then go to training. So my life was so hectic and it was so stressful. And I took a lot of that and put it on into our relationship, you know? So it was actually a lot more enjoyable to spend time with her without all of that nonsense going on. So, you know, she realized a lot of how I was and how I reacted to certain things was a lot because of the lifestyle I was living before. So, I mean, it, I find our relationship is a lot healthier now because I not living that crazy hectic lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. That's good. Um, so speaking of it being healthier now, I'm kind of being a little presumptuous a little little. but you know how sometimes you hear boxers you know like they'll say no sex during training camp right (laughs) and now you're telling me that both of you are about to fight so that means you both have been in training camp and i mean i'm I'm assuming you know you're sexually active you know but uh, you know this is sapphic world so you know we we get a little after dark sometimes (laughs) (laughs) but i want to know like do you all have that or like i mean does it ever affect uh like you know do you like hey look we can't 
no touch me you know honestly no we don't <laughs> do we do get you? like it gets a little tense whenever there's a fight we do get a little bit more tense and then when the fight's over it's like we're a little bit more affectionate than usual um just because you know we're just so focused on the fight so there's a little bit more tension than usual but we don't really follow all that no no sex before a fight oh. we just kind of let it <laughs> let everything flow naturally yeah <laughs> I was, I was, I've always just curious about that. Like, just people's like experience, you know, if they have those, you know, sort of superstitions or you know traditions. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, you know. I don't, I don't, never felt like that really affected me. Yeah. So, so do you all like spar each other? Like, do you hit each other? <laughs> it's funny. We we try not to because it can get really competitive and it gets emotional. <laughs> like, it actually we leave sparring angry at each other. <laughs> oh, shit. so you think you think more emotional than if you weren't like why like if you weren't yeah married? that's what it is because we, we're both so competitive so it's like if I hit her she's gonna get mad and she's gonna try and hit me and sometimes she'll do something a little dirty and then if she does something a little dirty I'll do it right back so it just it just becomes like <laughs> yeah it's just we do it we do it if we have to um but we try not to <laughs> and it's actually yeah. worse when it's worse when there's fights coming up because it, it just becomes more intense whereas if there isn't a fight we can just work on certain things and be a little technical but we are both very competitive and it doesn't end very well <laughs> yeah oh that's i would love to be a fly on the wall for that though <laughs> I, I feel like if I was like if my significant other was like also a boxer, I I feel like I probably wouldn't be able to hit her. I like I just feel like it would feel weird. Because like when I spar, like I wanna go at you, you know what I mean? Like I don't wanna <laughs> like But it's different if if that's how you met, right? Well, right, yeah, that's what I mean. Like when, <laughs> when you're both boxers though, it's like but this is our job, like this is what we do, you know. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I can see both like and then it just when you need work, it's like, hey, like gear up you know what i mean like you don't have to like go find sparring yeah something. It's like... especially when like when covid was happening you know and you couldn't really be in contact with anybody else we'd work together but but like i said it's it's totally different when you know you, you have nothing going on and you're just working to get work in whereas when you know you have a fight coming up and you got to give it your all right but mm-hmm. that's when the competitive side comes out between us and <laughs> So what, what I always would... say I'm always gonna come out winning. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, that's always tell people like, look, outside of the ring, it's all love. But like, as soon as we step in there, like, yeah, we're not friends, we're not lovers. Like, we are competitors. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's it's hard. You have to like switch that off sometimes, and I don't like having to do that. You know. But I don't know. So, what would you be doing like if you? If you weren't boxing? If I wasn't boxing, that's a hard question because <laughs> so much of my life has been consumed with boxing. Yeah. Um, I, I know I would be helping kids for sure. That's always like, that's kind of where, how I swung myself into boxing. Um, just cause like me as a, as a youth, I got into trouble just because of anger. Anger that kind of just bottled up inside of me because of everything that was going on in life. 
and getting into fights. And when I actually, you know, worked myself out of that and found boxing and I, I wanted to help people help, help other kids that are going through that same situation, um, you know, better themselves and find the right path for themselves. So I think that's something I, w- I would definitely be doing, but I, that's something I, you know, I still want to do now, but I want to do that through boxing. Yeah, definitely. That, that, that's good. So when did you start, when did you start uh, boxing? I started when I was, um, 2000, 2008. Oh, okay. 19. Yeah, a little while now. That's cool. Yeah. Um, do you, how do you, how do you feel like in terms, I mean, like a lot of, a lot of boxers don't necessarily, you know, end up making like loads of money in, in the fighting. You know, like we, when we see it, it's always like that, that top 1%. But um, for women, it's obviously, it's even harder to reach those levels, like big, big mm-hmm. days, you know? So like, how, did, how does that, I don't know, make you feel in terms of like devoting so much to something that you may or may not ever really get out of it monetarily? I don't want to say get nothing out of it because we get, obviously we get a lot yeah. of why we still do it, you know, but, um, but just knowing that it may not ever take you to those levels, does that ever play a role for you like in it? Um, yes and no. Like, um, it's not really about the money for me. It's about, you know, my ultimate goal is, is to, to be a world champion, to win the title, um, and to impact others on doing that. I know I'm not going to make crazy amounts of money doing that. Um, but it does, it does take a, like, it's, it's like a, it's like another full-time job right now. So it's like, I'm working Mm -hmm. two full-time jobs. So it takes a lot of time out of you. And at the end of the day, you're not getting paid. And especially when there's fight cancellations and their fights are postponed, right. You don't get, any money in return for that so mm-hmm. i mean and, and it happens a lot in the game where there's things that happen out of your control but you just gotta roll with the punches yeah keep fighting um yeah. boxing has taught me a lot in life it's taught me a lot about life um and it's just something i love i don't see myself not doing it and i feel like after <laughs> i retire as as a professional boxer, I'm probably still going to be coaching other coaching other fighters, helping youth find themselves through boxing. I'm going to still be in the sport somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So, wait, wait you, I mean, you said like the the scariest word to me: retire, retirement. Like, so how, how <laughs> long do you how long do you see you uh, your boxing career going on? Like, I mean, do you plan to fight for like a lot longer, or what, how do you see that? Um, I don't see me going past forty. Um, right now I'm 33, so I still got time. I still got time. Oh yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. I definitely wouldn't want to. Yeah, I think by past 40, I want to slow down and enjoy life a little. You know, yeah. I do want to start a family, so that's something we have in mind. But um, just taking it step by step. You know, we got this fight coming up. Hopefully after this fight, we get an opportunity to fight for a title and um, just take it from there. It's all about, you know, I just make goals as I go along and yeah. Yeah. And then I won't, I won't hold you too much longer, but you, you just mentioned like family. Um, so, so tell me about that. Like your, your future plans, like, do you all talk about like whether you'd adopt or will somebody carry 
And <laughs> is it like, like who, you know, is there like a, a fight with that? Like I want to carry or like, I'm absolutely not carrying or like, what, tell me how you guys talk. About- uh, it's funny. Cause I always wanted to experience um, pregnancy and holding, you know, a baby. But now it's like, as I'm getting older and I'm, you know, I'm like with everything I want to achieve in boxing and she's, I'm 33, she's 25. So mm. she's, she's younger. And um, she, she feels it's weird that if I hold a baby, you know, she wants to hold a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, so you both agree, like, you know, she could carry the baby. Um but I wouldn't mind the idea of a of adopting a child also after that. Yeah. But you know, for sure the first thing is um, you know, having a baby of her own and she's gonna be holding the baby. Um, and then from there, take it from there. See where life takes us. Yeah, definitely. But with her being twenty five though, wouldn't I mean, would she like pause in her boxing career or would it be near the end of it? Yeah. Even... Oh, okay. And yeah, like, she's she's got time, right? Twenty five. She could still mm-hmm. have. She could still have a child. She could have two, three kids and still bought. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say if I like, say two years from now, I have a child at thirty five. It, it's a little more complicated for me, right? <laughs> yeah, like ba- your body bouncing back and getting, it could be know. done, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, I hear, I hear that. So, um, <laughs> wait. So, and and one more thing though. This, so, I want you to, I want you to like kind of talk us up this this fight i mean you're fighting heather the heat hardy you know i mean she's a mm-hmm. definitely a you know superstar in women's boxing um i think like her only loss was to amanda serrano right yeah yeah yep. so that i mean really mm-hmm. um so i mean this is definitely a you know a, a big opponent she's definitely coming to fight but when it was postponed was that what what was something happened that was like a medical issue or uh actually she she got vaccinated and she was experiencing covid symptoms from her vaccination oh. um so she um she felt sick and she wasn't really able to train so that's basically why they postponed the whole event ah i got it mm-hmm. um yeah that, that's unfortunate yeah we were looking forward to it to last month so i mean what i mean i don't i know you don't want to reveal like secrets like game plan and stuff but um <laughs> you know like what what are what are like some some i guess some flaws you see in her in her game or um when you watch her her fights that you think that you can kind of capitalize on some flaws and, um, and yeah and heather's game you know like when when you watch her fight you know when do you see things like or i don't know do you study i mean i'm sure yeah. you've seen her fight before but do you do like film study and like really look at your opponents yeah there's well there's a few things um she doesn't really have hand speed especially when she yeah. fought at a later weight class she doesn't seem to have hand speed especially for that weight class now coming up in a weight class i wonder how her hand speed's going to be um, doesn't seem like she punches hard. Um, mm-hmm. she has her hands down low for most of the time. And, um, she doesn't really, she's not able to fight if you push her back. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, like, I, I'm not going to tell I, you what I have planned. Right. I was like, I, I haven't I, seen I hear you fight, though. But... <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, I'm so excited though for this fight. Uh, definitely tuning in, uh, May 14th. It's on UFC Fight Pass, correct? Yes. Yeah. Right. So we have a uh, May fourteenth, La Cobra versus <laughs> the Heat. That's right. That's, that's a good tune fight. in. Tune in. It's going to be a war. You know, Heather Hardy. Um, is actually I actually used to I look up to her when I first started um, boxing. Um, you know, I 
I love her as a fighter and what she's doing for women's boxing. And she's got a lot of heart. I got a lot of heart. So, you know, we're expecting a good fight. and It's going to be a war. Yeah, and it's, a, it's an all-women's car too, right? Yeah, it is. Yes, let's build up. That's good. We need more of those to keep happening. So that's yes, good. for sure. Absolutely. Well, we wish you all the best. We'll definitely be tuning in and cheering you on. Uh, you definitely got some fans here. Team Cobra, Team La Cobra in the in the building. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, D. Yeah, no problem. And uh, and tell Erica she's next, so we'll be coming back for her too. Okay, her English isn't that great though. You say what? <laughs> can you speak some some Spanish? Oh. Uh, yeah, we can we can work <laughs> that out. My Spanish no, is okay. Well, I'll do I'll do it with her, so I'll help her. Because we can speak some Spanglish. All right, cool, cool. No, because <laughs> we got listeners. We got listeners all over, so that that would be great. I'm all gonna, right, I'm that sounds sure. great. She, I think she's gonna tell me some more dirt than you gave me. So <laughs> we might we might kick you out the the interview just so I can get her. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all right, we'll keep training. And like I said, we'll be tuning in and cheering you on. And we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Bye. Well, that concludes episode 26. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at sapphic underscore world. Thanks for listening. And as always, love yourself and love others. Until next time.